Hey everyone, welcome to the New Media Show. Of course, my name is Todd Cochran, and uh, we are back. Rob, we uh, seems like we've been off forever. <laughs> I think it's only been a couple of weeks, but yeah, I, I mean, in in the podcasting space, a couple of weeks is a long time. And, you know, there's just been uh, a pile, a pile of stuff going on. And matter of fact, some stuff that I was so, uh, how should I say it? I was so um, ready to like pounce on. I think, I think I forgot. <laughs> yeah because there's always something else coming up right behind it right and yeah like, yeah so yeah. it just it just proves to you that uh you know in the scheme of things some stuff really isn't really isn't that important so it is what it is right yeah well there's always something that's that's new that's uh, got everybody's attention right yeah so i don't know where we want to start if we want to start going Going back, or if we want to start the current and work our way back, what's your preference? Well, well, the main thing we have to make sure that we talk about is Star Wars. Star Wars debuted, and I went and saw it yesterday afternoon with my team. So, oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it. So. Yeah, so I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I am, how should I say it? Pleased with the ending. Really? Man, it left lots of doors open for them to do lots more well, stuff. Of course. So, you know. I'm sure there's plenty of new movies yeah. on, on their roadmap. And for those and for those of you that are um used to me being in polo shirts, you know, snap a shot because I am actually wearing a flannel shirt. That is rare. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a new look, Todd. Well, it's, it's you know, it's not my favorite look to be quite frank with you, but it's warm. That's the main thing. So yeah. anyway, for those of you that are listening to the show, of course, it is almost Christmas. So we want to wish you a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays, yeah. Happy Hanukkah, whatever it may be. So, uh, of course, I uh, hope you enjoy the holidays. And I've, I've been telling everyone, I even told my team this, you know, if you're out there having a few cocktails during Christmas, please Uber or Lyft home. And if you right. need a friend to talk to, if you've got the blues, uh, my number's available. You can call me. Happy to talk with you. So uh, we always want everyone back from the holidays. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so let's, I guess we can, well, let's, let's start off. There's two topics in one. Let's start talking about Triton and their podcast ranker that they're going to come up with. Right. And again, here's another ranker that only, and you know, it's kind of weird. Interesting. They use the word rank -er, like, um, is that it's only going to be as good as those that are participating. And here's the question I have. Are they going to get permission by Cadence 13, Radio.com, Pineapple Street Media, Stitcher, Cumulus Media? Are they going to get permission from their podcasters before they display their stats, display their ranking? Or are all those podcasters just going to be you know, they're going to have this ranker out there for all to see and do the podcasters have a way to opt out of this if they don't want their data spilled. Yeah. Well, that and, and, you know, all these rankers are not really r representative of the, of the overall medium. So you have to kind of take them with a grain of salt. I mean, they're, they're not going to be a, a true ranker by the definition that is kind of surrounds these type of rankers um, where it's a complete snapshot of the industry. Right. It's just not. 
So yeah. we'll see. And of course, uh, PodTrack got a little mud on their face last week because they had a, a, a show in a top 10 list that end up being right. jumping into the top 10 list, having not published an episode in many, many moons. And it was because they had, uh, um, the, the site that the media was coming from was doing some preloading and it was only preloading on Android. I think only Android Chrome users. So, you know, it still right. was enough to, you know, cause the issue to go up, but you know, here's, here's the thing. It kind of makes me scratch my head. And we're not, none of us are immune to having something happen. You know, right. that it can happen on our system. It could happen on, on, you know, anybody's system, you know, so I'm, I'm not want to throw rocks here at all because, you know, we all get our day in the, uh, in the pulp grinder. So right. I think though, if I, you know, I was talking with Angelo about it and I said, Hey, could this have happened to us? And I think what it really boils down to is number one, we, um, first of all, I don't produce a ranking a, a list because I, my, we're very careful where we, we've never gotten permission from our listeners to share or for our podcasters to share their data. And number two, if we do see something like that, usually we'll see it in our fraud production system. Whereas all of a sudden, you know, if you, if you think about this, this is not complicated. If you have a show that's getting, let's say episode after episode, a thousand, 1500, 2000 downloads, there's a consistent number of downloads. And then all of a sudden, you have a specific user agent or specific device or specific platform. You see this huge spike in we, we, we've got a trigger that basically says, Hey, it's fell outside of the ratio, you know, cause usually shows have a pretty normal ratio of, they have a little bit of iOS. They have a little, you know, it's, it's, it's simple to see where some, where, where shows are at. And then all of a sudden mm -hmm. when something pops up, above kind of a baseline ratio comparing two or three programs, then there's a trigger that says, and say, Hey, we need to go look at this. And it's all about fraud protection because we've seen over the mm -hmm. years, and it's not been a case recently where systems are basically, or people have tried to cheat the system and you have to look for stuff. Now, nothing's perfect because it's like a whack-a-mole thing. You know, when someone finds, right. you know, does something, we have to go in and write a new, filter or whatever to stop them. But I, you know, I would have hoped that we would have seen that there's no perfect solution, but again, this was kind of a hard one to find because if you would have just went to the website with, uh, you know, a browser, I don't think it would have preloaded as we do mm -hmm. auditing. Now you know, we have to audit our redirect customers. We have to, we have to audit their pages it's, it's part of the IEB thing. So we have to, right. we have to prove, we have to, we have to be, we have to, we have to know that they're not, you know, we have to know that they're not preloading. It's part of the process. So I don't fully understand. Well, again, is it was a little bit of an oddball because of the specific user agent. And it was basically an old Simplecast player yeah. that had a bug. It's amazing that you know one one thing like that can can cause them to pop up in a ranker like that. You know? And especially there wasn't any new episodes out. So you know, here's you know, if you're gonna 
if if you're right. if you're maintaining a ranking list, isn't there some due diligence you need to do to and review? You know, I again I, I feel bad for the Podtrack folks, but you know this is not the first time, and we keep saying to people. You know, and, you know, the, both of you over, both Rob's at Libsyn are basically saying, hey, and, and even me, this is only a tiny, tiny bit of the overall yes. ecosystem. Right. Because, you know, I've got a handful of shows that that uh, measure with us that would knock, you know, three, four, five of these people out of the top ten. Right. And that's been the, the problem all along is that, you know, I think we, we would both agree that in order to have a ranker like this, we have to start somewhere, right? And PodTrack has been doing this for, for many years now. Um, but it's going to be, it's going to be hard to get everybody on, on, on that page, you know? Yeah. I, I you're, um, you're not going to get them on the page. Right. And it's, and until that happens, you know, people are going to get the wrong idea about these things. And, you know, to having more rankers just confuses it even more. Um, I, you know, Todd, what is the answer here? I, you know, this, I don't know that we're going to be able to pull all, all the industry data together to come up with a real, a real ranker, right? Well, that's, that's, that's legitimate, right? There's a segment of podcasters that will never allow their media to be, right. Right. you know, I know networks that don't even, Okay, I've had to sign. It, we have a terms of service already that says at Blueberry we have limited number of people that actually go in and look can look at stats. Right. And we, you know, I limit that to specific team members, yeah. and not everyone at Blueberry can go in and look at everyone's stats. So, right. I've had to sign NDAs, additional NDAs <laughs> from other networks like a double layer. I've already got a terms of service saying we'll never review without written permission. But then the a second company comes in and says, no, well, that's, that's not good enough. We need another, we need a punitive NDA, you yeah. know? So they are not going to, you know, there's some networks that will, and, and I, and I see their numbers and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I laugh because I see where they're at as comparison to some of these other lists and they're fantastic. But I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll ever get to that point. It could be another example of, uh, you know, an independent um, organization, like an association or something like that. And we've talked about this many times over the years, Todd, that, that pulls this together. You know, the problem is having, you know, a, a player like PodTrack or Trident um, actually doing this ranker is because. They're commercially vested. You know, they're, they have a vested interest in ranking the shows that work with them. And here's the problem. Like, they're, they're selling that's the problem. They're right. selling ads and they're also marketing a report that show it's like the cat. It's like, there's, yeah. there's no separation of powers there, but anyway, hey, it's a little bit of a, you know, just by its very nature, it's a conflict of interest. Yeah. So, all right. Stephanie, Rick, Kelly, Daniel, thanks for uh, checking in on, uh, on Facebook today. Make sure the rest of you that are watching say hello as well. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it is an issue. So, you know, PodTrack tried to, you know, have a second company, you know, and, but it's, I think it's still the, 
relatively the same people. You know, you've got two companies, but, yeah. but you know, I'm okay. One's the measurement, one's the advertising piece, but you know, is it truly? You know, I, think, I mean, Todd, it's like what, what what's happened with the RSS coalition project. Right, you know, people right. are, you know, coming out and wanting to get into the group and participate, you know, maybe that's the beginning of part of the solution here. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, an independent ranker right. needs to be operated by a coalition of the industry, not an individual player in the industry. So right. just so you guys know, and we, we, this has kind of took off on itself and we haven't done a lot yet. There's been a little bit of a discussion, not too much, but the RSS podcast coalition that Rob and I put together does now have a, a, a meeting place to be able to talk about our proposals at evolutions at the podcast movement in February. Right. And we are up to about 35, 36 people in the Slack channel. It's podcasters, it's, um, company representatives. It's pretty good widespread of people. We have yeah. discussions going on, not only about RSS, but JSON, um, you know, it's so there's going to be some lively, you know, I'm sure. And we even have Mark Gourmet from Overcast. He's in right. the channel. And, right. uh, you know, I hate to say it, but Marco's like throwing some ice on some stuff already, you know. So right. it's, it, well, is, it is interesting. That's, that's to be expected from him. That's right. the role he's played in the industry. And then I, you know, you probably saw it too, Ty. You know, we got an email from Stitcher wanting to jump on board with this as well. Yeah. So it's a good sign to see the listening apps wanting to get involved yeah, um, and the listening platforms because that's the big thing that's been missing. Um, you know, it's great that the hosting platforms get together and do something, but, you know, we got to get the listening side participating too. So, so. again, it's, it's an open invitation. If you want to be on the Slack channel, all you have to do is send Rob or I an email and we will happily add you to the Slack channel. And... You know, I've started a RSS document. I've started a document where we can put, I, and again, it's just a draft. It's ideas. It's to be mm -hmm. debated. It's to be talked about. And we'll ultimately probably have to vote on, you know, a number of these tags or elements that we want to put forth as a group. And we're never, you know, here's what, here's one thing that I know will not happen. We'll never get, never get a hundred percent agreement on everything. And, uh, it just, it just no. won't happen, but if we can at least have some good ideas and some stuff to put forth and talk about the plus and minuses, um, we'll, we'll see where it, where it leads. And, um, so James Cridlin is in there. He's making some suggestion. Daniel J. Lewis is in talking on the JSON side, but you know, that's another thing too. I'm a little bit, I don't want to get it too far off the tracks because, we have to understand that we, we want to maintain and you know, there's, there's always this push, let's replace RSS. Um, it's going to be a hard but, sell with me to replace RSS. I, well, mean, it, I mean, you really have to ask the question is, is, is what it brings really worth going through all that effort. I mean, I think that's, you know, I'm just not sure that there's enough value there to make it worth it. So the way I look at it is, is you can have a dual effort where the list can be the same. You can have the JSON list. You can have yeah. the RSS list. It can live in harmony together. 
Right. And we'll see what happens. But again. And let the market decide over time, I, you know, I suppose. You know, the yeah. problem is, is, and again, someone's going to have to do a very big job of convincing me how we, how we absolutely unequivocally guarantee everything remains open and we don't have any ability by anyone to put stuff behind a gated, a gated data set, I guess. Yeah. So, and I think that's kind of what's happening with these rankers too. You know, I think you've, you've got a, you know, you have an interest that's behind it. That's not, of the interest of the, of the whole industry. Um, that may be the intent that each of these, you know, Potrack and Triton have is that they want to be an in, a, a true industry ranker. Um, the problem is I'm not sure that they can get there. Well, you know, they have an agenda just like, right. you know, I, as, as a company, you have an agenda, you know, you're pushing right. forth. It's, you know, that's the way it right. is. You know, it's like, I heart radio with their podcast awards. I mean, right. It does tend to, you know, it's a little bit of a closed system. So, you know, they're, they're having a podcast a lot awards. Of, what's that? <laughs> they're having a podcast awards. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be there. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I've, I've been participating out, you know, I want to be on the inside of these things and so, see where, what's, what's going on. And, you know, be as unbiased as, as I can in the process and bring that to that. So I saw this post. It says Pandora and AdWiz has been awarded the tag certified against fraud seal. And I really want people to understand. I, I want someone to explain to me in very great granular detail, how a tag, how a tag is going to prevent fraud in podcasting <laughs> or how tags are being used to measure a download in podcasting. I want, I want someone in granular detail to lay this out because there's, there's in my, in, I might be wrong. I might not be educated on this, but I think there's some smoke and mirrors being said yeah. where well, our stuff is tag compliant and, it's the gold seal for fraud and guaranteed delivery and okay. In certain circumstances, mm -hmm. tag certification on banners, digital advertising, very effective, but someone please come back and explain to my feeble brain how tags help against fraud in podcasting and just someone lay it out. I maybe I just don't understand it. Maybe I'm an idiot, but tag certified in podcasting. I, my opinion is not worth the paper it's written on until someone can explain otherwise, you know, Rob, what do you say? I'm, I have really no idea. I mean, what the basis for that tag is. I mean, I mean, is it, it's it's not an industry thing, right? It's not something that it was a criteria that was pulled together by a coalition of the industry, right? Well, they have the tag. There's a tag trade group, but okay. But please tell me how tags are related to podcasting. You know, I hear people right. all the time that in the podcasting space, oh yeah, we're 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 doing a tag. 
Dark Tag certified for delivery. Oh, Dark Tag. Yeah, don't get me going on that. So uh, that doesn't apply to podcasting. Dark Tag well, does the, not apply to podcasting. They surely, surely use that language with media buyers and and use that as this this way of of measuring shows. And I I'm, I'm like, it's it's all smoke and mirrors, Todd. That's the thing. I mean, it's not. It's the dart tagging was a process to, that uses you know a one pixel square image that's put on a website with a web player. But Rob, 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 with banners. Right? But they're saying when they build a media file and deliver it, they right. are somehow verifying that delivery with a dart tag. No, they can't. Oh, okay. That that is. It's just basically a checkbox in the database when that file is generated and delivered, right? And and that ad was inserted. It's typically done with dynamic ad insertion, right? Um, but then that, that, it's it's a server side process. But that doesn't Dark, gu- that doesn't yeah. guarantee that it got downloaded, right? And yeah, exactly because <laughs> of the very nature of how downloading of podcasting works. It doesn't work like oh, or a even live streamed. You know, someone hit click play. Come on, you know. So right, right. I'm I'm just, just someone. It, it's trying to it, the the whole thing is trying to check a box with an advertising buyer that's that's currently buying online radio, and it's like you know, dart tagging is this is this is one of those check boxes that we have to check off, right? And that's just the truth about how this works. I mean, um, the ad sellers are just checking a box off, right? We're going to build this little generator on the back end <laughs> that's going to, you know, it's going to make a account in the database every time an ad is supposedly delivered. I can do that. Right. And it means, but it means, it means nothing. It, it means nothing. It's not worth the paper it's printed on. It's all smoke and mirrors. <laughs> Yet it is the holy grail of some of these companies and in their proposals and RFPs that we are, we are, we are tracking with tags. Dark tags, right. Yeah. Okay. So someone please explain, you know, if, 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 Hey, if there's a different way it's being done, (laughs) they're getting a reply back from the app when they say, yeah, we've delivered it. And the app says, yes, we got it. If someone's got that, that's a different story, but that is, I don't believe (laughs) That is the case. Yeah. The only way that I've been able to see that it works is it's basically how many times that ad has been inserted into and, and delivered. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is that if you're doing it on a, on a download basis, that process doesn't really work like that. True. So, I mean, that's just, you know, it's a very technical description. So, you know, you know, the online radio folks and radio folks have been, you know, they've been playing a lot of smoke and mirrors for many, many years with the ad buyers and because there was no way to verify this stuff. But when you go straight digital, yeah, there's a lot of ways you can verify this stuff. So I'm going to move on a topic. You guys took a little heat over there at Libsyn, and I think a little yeah. bit of it was unfair. And I want to, I don't want to come right. necessarily to your defense, but I want to <laughs> explain a couple of things. Right. And here's the, 
you know, here's the headline. Podcast host Lipson is restricting its publishers from using some analytic companies to company's recent platform update to add URL preprints. For companies like PodTrack and Blueberry, does not allow publishers to add pod sites accompanying measures. The effective podcast advertising attempts fall Attempts fail with an error, saying that the prepen is not compliant with privacy legislation. Podsites, however, says in a statement to us that Podsites is GDPR and CCPA compliant and data privacy is core to our business. Libsyn says we are taking steps to help uh, Libsyn, our customers and Libsyn partners, better comply with CCPA and data privacy best practices globally. And because we feel it's necessary to protect listener, listener privacy, though their statement does not mention Podsites by name. So let me just talk a little bit about what we do, Blueberry. So someone comes to us and wants to add. Now, first of all, in PowerPress, if you want to add a prepend and do it without adding it to the settings, you can't. We're not going to stop you from adding a prepend. It's You can put whatever you want in there. It'll work. But you're manually. But if you want to be automatically put in there, we do a couple of things. Number one, we test. We really test. And make sure that the URL that they're using for a redirect works. It can be right. load tested. We right. want to know the failover policy. We want to know what happens when their server goes down and becomes unavailable because a data center has went down. And we want to know what happens. We want a written guarantee on what happens. And we want to be shown a test of what happens. We want them to fail right. their URL and show it roll over to their secondary piece before, and a, a number of other things that I go through before I will allow someone's prepend to be added to PowerPress or the Blueberry publisher. This is because, because what happens is, is if you add, let's say I just let Joe Schmo that has joined the podcasting space last week, he's come up with the new latest and greatest measurement system. And he wants to me to allow our customers to put prepends on media URLs that if it fails, they're calling me and say, how come my media is not delivering? So we take it very seriously in looking at a company. Mm -hmm. What kind of backup do you have for your, and I don't want one level of failure. I require at least two levels of failure. So there, there has to be two failovers. Because, right. and I'm not saying that we're perfect, but the redirect can never, ever, 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 ever go down. Right. Now, I'll, if there's a nuclear I'll, war. I'll, you have an upset customer. If there's a nuclear That's, war, yeah. right? If there is a global outage, maybe yeah. I'm going to catch a, catch a pass. But otherwise... I'm responsible for the media delivery and any right. redirect that is put in there has to work. Now, if people put that in there on their own and their system fails, that's their problem. I can say, Hey, we, we didn't authorize that redirect to be in your media URL. We didn't test it to make sure it didn't flip 25 times and break the system. We didn't check it across browsers. We didn't check it across this. We have to test. And not only do we test, we want, an account to log in and look at those results to be able to make sure that they're, you know, it's just the way it is now GDPR. Oh yeah. I need a, uh, a written certified 
legal document saying that we are GDPR. I need to know how the data is handled. I need to know what you do with your IP if, when you anonymize it. Yes, I need to know your GDPR policy and the details of that. Now, yep. if I have a discussion with a company and I'm not satisfied with what I'm hearing or that I hear that there is sharing of data happening from one vendor to another or they're it's or they're targeting is what it's or, called. or they're pulling data or they're pulling data from another source and have integrated right. with another third party. Okay, right. now I need to see your GDPR sharing agreement that you have with the companies that you're pulling this data from. And number two, um, how are you opting in listeners? Or are you opting in listeners? And how's that even possible in this space? So, yeah. If we get past That's, the first hurdle, the first right. hurdle of the technical piece, I want to, yeah. I have a legal piece that I have to, because <laughs> have you seen the fines involved in GDPR disclosures and violations and, and the, sure CCPA, and, the, and the CCPA right. stuff that's coming? Yeah. It's, this is a growing wave that's going to, this isn't the end. This is just the beginning. And I think that's that's the other thing that everybody has to keep in mind here is that um, there is an aspect of this of uh, ethics and doing the right thing, not so much just following just these particular GDPR and CCPA um, guidelines. These are part of a trend that's moving across the internet um, and how people connect with uh, and share their personal information. Um, you know, so. That's the position that Lipson is taking is that we're trying to take a global view on this because we believe that these rules are going to become global. And which, which side of the issue do we want to be on? Do we want to be on the, the, the side of protecting um, listeners' privacy or are we going to be on the side of you know, skirting the rules or skirting ethics or trying to you know, do what you can do um, versus what you should do. Right. Right. And I think that's, that's the bigger agenda here. And we just don't have confidence in pod sites that, um, they're not doing, um, mapping of IP addresses to user data. Um, you, you just look on their website and they say that's exactly what they're doing. So I'm not sure how they can really say that they're, they're GDPR and CCPA compliant. Um, when they have an active part of their business model that's mapping and targeting uh, listeners. It, there's no way to have opt-in in this medium. And it, Todd, I know you know this. Absolutely. And if, you know, if, if, you're, if you're doing it a different way, if you're not using the IP data to be right. able to come up with this attribution yep. or insights, then you're going to have to explain it. Right. I don't know how that works, Todd. I mean, really, I mean, sure. You I, can anonymize I, I, I have, I IP have, addresses, but you're, but you're still mapping to a listener. I have my own personal 
thought process on that. And again, um, you know, we're not even allowing Chartable at this point to be on our approved list because they just haven't been willing to work with us to go through the process that we've required. Right. You know, they probably very well would be able to be added as a, you know, a, a white labeled redirect if they would just work with us, but they have refused. They, you know, they have, they've, you know, so, so they're just telling people, go ahead and put it in yourself manually. That's fine. That's their podcaster's choice. But, you know, why are they unwilling to, you know, go through the process with us? And, and I think that part of it too is our, we have, you know, some of it is Angelo's time too. You know, right. I, am I going to turn Angelo off of tasks to do testing for someone else's product? That I don't earn revenue from that. Uh, right. You know, I'm not a business partner. Do I, do I just cut that loose and make it available, you know, for, you know, and spend my time to promote and help another company? So, yeah, yeah it's, it is a, and I, and, and I understand podcasters are saying, hey, we want this, we want this. And we get email campaigns from time to time. They say, uh, email Blueberry and say, demand this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, again, the podcaster sees just the data, but they don't understand what we're trying to protect. Right. And I don't want to make it overly hard, but at the same point, I want to make sure that, um, you know, that we, I, my, my support is the one that's going to get face shotgun in the face. You know, it's, it's, that's just yeah. how it works. Right. And we've got people that use our stat system. that are not hosting with us, you know, and I've never had a company come back and say, blueberry, uh, you know, you, you, you're not reliable enough. We, we don't want our customers using your redirect, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of interestingly, they've never, you know, I've actually had, discussions with Rob Walsh about data and how we handle it. And we, you know, him and I are on the same page on, you know, anonymizing IP data and all that stuff. So when I'm, when one of our customers is using a redirect and it's being served by Libsyn, well, Rob is also understood that where we are policy wise, but at the same time, we all have a pretty public stance and not spying on listeners. So, and I think that just has to be defined better by these other groups. They have to explain in detail, not just just, Oh, yep. We're GDPR compliant. Well, that's easy to say, Rob, I spent a half million dollars in six months to make my (laughs) ecosystem GDPR compliant. Right. No. Yeah. The same, it's same thing (laughs) with all the platforms really. So that was literally, Cause, and when I say half million, that was how much it cost me in dev time right? to, to get completely GDPR compliant. And I know that some of these platforms are not, are not doing, they, they, they may on face say they're doing their GDPR compliant, but, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. It's, uh. 
it's a challenge that's not going to go away, Todd. This is this is a topic we're going to be talking about for years. You know, there's pressure from the advertising side to Huge get access pressure. to yeah. to targeting data. You know, the question I keep raising and people keep saying, well, you know, what's what's the benefit of deep targeting? Anyway, does the benefit outweigh the effort yeah. and the risk involved on the business side and ethics side to actually do it? I mean, it sounds cool and it sounds great. Everybody gets all excited um, about how we can granularly target our listeners with a specific message. It's going to be so much more effective and driving conversion. And sure, it it, it might drive a little bit better conversion because you are targeting. But is it worth the cost of doing that, that's the, I mean, from an ethics perspective and a, and a listener rights perspective, is it worth it? I would, my comeback is, is I'm not sure that the Delta is worth it. Well, you know, I, I, any of you that want to have an interesting afternoon, you go out and read about AWS recommendation engine. <laughs> go read about that. Right. You go look at that service that's available. Right. And, and, you know, that was, a. It, it's, it can work really well when you're like trying to recommend other shows, <laughs> but when you're recommending other products and stuff that a Amazon, we've all seen it. We've been on Amazon, right? Right. Or on, on Google and search for, you know, a, a mouse or whatever. And the next thing we, the next five days are we're getting ads in the sidebar for a, for a mouse. You know, right. that, how, how did he get that information? That was, you know, and it's, oh. we're, we're being tracked. You think about, think about, just think about it this way. And actually I had a discussion with someone recently about this. that's involved in marketing in the grocery business. Now, I, which Todd, I spent many years in. <laughs> so, okay. So do you have a discount card with a grocery store, Rob? Uh, I, I do. Okay. Uh, you probably get some coupons and stuff and you get some yeah. savings if you use that card when you go to the grocery store. Right. <laughs> Read the terms of service on that. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> you know. But, uh, I also opted into that too. <laughs> That's right. You opted in. So now when you go buy a can of uh, um, Campbell's soup and, right. you, and you got the, the, the chunky bacon soup or whatever you got. And you bought five cans of it. They say, man, Rob really loves Campbell's yes. Chunky Bacon Soup. And and what else might he like that has bacon in it? Right. <laughs> or, and all of a sudden I get a bunch of ads talking about other kinds of soup that have bacon in right. it. Right. And, 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 yeah. and they come in the mail. You get these coupon books and all kinds of stuff, you know. Right. So if you want it, if there is one industry that has mastered, uh, it is the it is the food consumption. It is. You know, all of those McDonald's, Burger King, Kroger's, Myers, uh, Walmart, they all know what you eat. <laughs> right. And they market towards you to try to get you to buy more of it. And uh, so it's yeah. to me, it's, uh, you know, what, yes, we have opted into that to, mm -hmm. a, to, a, to a level. Now, if you can come up with a way for a podcast listener to say, I opt into all tracking. Okay, I'm cool. <laughs> if there's a mechanism to do that, I'm great. You know, right. we're good. And then we can then we can really collect some data, you know, because we got permission right. to do so. 
But, we can we can start scooping people's right. lifestyles. Yeah, and everything. Do some deep diving <laughs> and get into knowing all sorts of stuff about yeah, people. Yeah, we, we, we would know our, our listeners just as well as we know how they shop at the grocery store. But <laughs> they don't have a way to give permission to do so. Right. There's, right. No, there's no method to do that. Therein yep. lies the problem. It's yep. not because, hey, not, it's not because we don't want the data. Let's be frank. Come on. Right. But we have right. no way to opt people in. Right. And if you're mapping um, and targeting like this, there's no other way to do it. No <laughs> other way to do it. Yeah, there's no other way to do it. So it's, the it's IP, really kind of, that IP, you know, it's a fraud that, that people are saying this, don't that get they're me, compliant. Don't get me wrong. That IP address, I can take that IP address. And I can tie it into about 20 different companies that are in New York. Right. This is their job. This is what they do. This is they, they build profiles on us. This is what they do. And if I have your IP, I can get all kinds of juicy stuff. Right. But I don't. Okay. In, in the United States. But I, you have to be able to opt into that. And that's, that's the key here. Well, we know well, this friction in, in, exists in, in the, the podcast. In the space. EU, you have to opt in. Right. There's really nothing besides CCPA that's coming into effect. That uh, This is why most people don't realize that we have very little true privacy in America. Right. So if you can exclude, if you can just say, yes, I'm only looking at Americans' data, mm-hmm. you're probably oh. going to be okay from a privacy standpoint up until January 1st in California, the CCPA. But for us, I was like, all right, this GDPR thing, yes, it was expensive to implement. It was, it, it really was all the checks and balances and auditing and log file retainment and every, all this stuff that goes along with it. I said, just do it for the whole, we'll make it global. Right. Now, if Podsite says we don't collect, we anonymize data out of the EU, but we collect on United States citizens in the 50 states of America, 49 soon, because you can't in California soon, mm-hmm. then say that. Yeah. Legally, you can do that. Yes, right. you can. Yes, yeah. you can. <laughs> and that's a, that's, a, that's a funny. And, and- and right. should you is is a is a moral business question right right, right. so you legally yeah. can that's that's the point that most people don't well maybe most people do know because gdpr so. is a european right. union initiative not a us initiative right so you know what's your position on this it forces you to take a position on this yeah. Is to, it a global thing or is it a, just in those two areas of the world? So when there is gray and no clarification, mm-hmm. I fully understand and I fully support Libsyn's choice not to allow the pod sites prepend to be put in the redirect. And I don't even work for Libsyn. <laughs> Not the last thing that I checked. No. Yeah. 
so you know it's you know so it's it i understand and so it seems it's tried to be make like a conspiracy theory oh it's because they run advertising they don't allow them to do that has nothing has nothing to do with advertising nothing 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 if you're a podcaster come on let's 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 get down deep in the guts here what this really is what it means is podcasters are being lazy and because you have every no i'm serious i know i know where you're going you have every opportunity to collect demographic demographic information and lifestyle information about your listeners you have every opportunity to do that you can right. run a, a survey you in do, your show do a survey right yeah you get feedback from your audience your content alone tells you a lot about who's listening to your show but that's again that's opt-in that's opt-in right right that's the key differentiator here so th- it, it is it is not difficult to understand who your audience is now the problem is is that on a scale right you know most shows don't go through the extra process of running an audience survey and Right. Asking these questions. Are you a single? Are you a woman? Are you a man? Or do you have kids? Do the kids at home? How much money do you make a year? How much you purchase online? You know, there's, there's, no, it doesn't take a lot to get a pretty good idea. Right. The problem really comes in is they want to be able to target on some of these programmatic advertising campaigns. They want to be able to target moms, uh, 18 to 25 who are, who are single who make over $50,000 a year. You know, that's how specific they want to get. And it gets even more granular to that. It, it's right. it get, gets it down to levels that can, can define a marketing strategy that's too. Right. Like, are they Facebook users? Are they LinkedIn users? Are they, you know, and, and that drives targeting at another level too. Right? But based on the current load of advertisers, we, do we really need this level of targeting? Again, I I don't think so, but I don't think so either, Todd. I mean, I've seen some some Nielsen at, at, attribution conversion studies that they've done, and it does show a little little bit of an incremental bump for for things that are targeted, like we've been talking about. But if you look across shows, for most advertisers, the conversion rate's pretty good without targeting. And, so, and at the same time, yeah. we've we've got, you know, CPMs that are still twenty five to forty five, right? So we got the highest CPMs in the whole freaking digital media space. Yeah, and it's it's even getting up higher than that. It's getting right. up in the forties. Well, I said twenty five to forty five. Yeah, right. yeah, right. Or even forty five and up. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's kind of that's rare. Direction, true. What's that? That's rare, but yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I don't know. We've, we've talked about this a lot on this show, but it's, you know, here's the problem. Maybe the folks from, uh, from that company need to do a podcast and explain. Go and do some detail explaining of what they're doing. But 
they don't because they consider it proprietary, um, secret. Right. Uh, they're afraid they're going to give away, you know, competitive edge. And they honestly don't want to bring attention to what they're doing. I think that's part of it. Yeah. Maybe they, maybe they want attention from a certain audience that, right. that, that values that kind of targeting. But as far as, you know, putting it publicly out there, it's probably not at the top of their list to do. And we, you know, we got asked today on Facebook, why aren't we allowing trackable? And I, I don't even know who this is a new entrant. You know, it's another company that I'm not, I'm not familiar with at this point. They haven't even reached out, you know, but of, course, of course I don't offer pre-pen to them because <laughs> I don't even no know, idea who, know they are, who they right? are. And I think that's a, another thing we have to start looking at who is running these companies. Um, yeah. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm Googling them right now. Good question. So I don't even find him in the search results. So well, just the name of that one raises a lot of questions. <laughs> it does. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, trackable. <laughs> but then again, I'm I'm just, you know, it's it, it's another situation here where, you know, in our, at least in our case, if you want to add the prepen in your in your link to your media file, you can do that, but I just don't make it automated for you to do it. And right. you know, buyer beware. Right. I've got plausible, not plausible deniability, deniability, but I got a plausible excuse when you're, you know, once things go sideways and it doesn't work. Right. So, so Todd, you, you probably saw Apple has hired a couple of PR people. Wow, awesome. So So a P okay, they're hiring PR people. I didn't know Apple had a public relations issue. Well, it's not necessarily because they have an issue. It's because they they announced that they they're they're gonna work on some original content for their platform. And they probably need uh, some folks that can help do some messaging, some messaging and attention building around some initiatives that they're doing that will be, you know, an ongoing thing. And that would that would certainly be the case around original content. At the same so. time, Apple and Spotify have announced their inclusion in the Amazon smart home device. I'm not going to pronounce the A L E X a word here, but, uh, now you're able to, to listen to, um, you know, use Apple podcast or use Spotify as your primary podcast delivery platform on that device. And I contend though, it's let's keep it easy for listeners because this term works 99% of the time across all devices. Keyword to wake the device up right. and say, listen to the podcast, whatever the name is, and pronounce it distinctly. I know some people yeah. have trouble, shows are having a hard time being found because the pronunciation is a little bit weird, but I can't help it if your show is used a very hard to pronounce word that the smart home device doesn't understand. 
Right. But keyword to launch the device, play the podcast, new media show. And that nine out of 10 times will work. So mm -hmm. now you have to, you can either de designate it in the, in the A-L-E-X-A settings on your smartphone to make Apple the, or Spotify the default platforms. I haven't looked at that, but I heard that's what you can do. You can actually set a switch now in settings. Yeah. But, but yet smart home listening to isn't even broach 1%. <laughs> and I think we've talked about it before, but the key thing is, is that currently those smart speaker platforms are, are group listening experiences. And most podcast listeners are, uh, individual listeners. Mm. Um, it's a, it's a very personal medium and that's a big reason why those smart speaker platforms haven't done as well with podcasts. Um, oh. but that's not to say that that's always going to be that way. I, I, I believe that these smart platforms are going to move into a more and more into personal consumption devices. Um, and we'll see if those numbers go up or not. Yeah. Oh, and I guess trackable is from chartable. So oh. that's their product. So yes, we've talked to trackable. Are chartable, but there's some hoops yet. Right. And um, again, you're yeah. not you're not prevented from adding that. At least at Blueberry, you're not prevented from putting that in the media URL box in your episode player. Which, matter of fact, mm -hmm. we're we're getting ready to have a. It's got a complete revamp. So, first of the year, we're having a brand new, another version of PowerPress that completely revamps the, the at least the the publisher part of the plugin but UI UX stuff takes a long time yeah and I you know for me it's just like okay you know erase and and just replace everything and I my devs are like no it's not, not that simple <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm hoping that 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 Google is going to get this whole conflict between Google Play and Google Podcasts figured out in the new year here. Who? So Google who? Yeah. <laughs> Google. Google. Google who? Google, yes. po Google Podcasts. Yes. I don't even and say the Google other word. Don't even say right. the other word. <laughs> well, people are confusing the two. You know, if you go, I guess if you do a search in Google and um, type in, you know, how do I submit my podcast oh. to Google Podcasts? It it returns instructions on how to submit to Google Play Podcasts. Oh man, lovely! Right, <laughs> not to add to the problem that already exists, right? Yeah, and and just the simple fact that there's so little listenership happening on Google Play that I, I still love this here. This is this just can't, you know. Right there. It's right there. Geek New Central podcast. It's right there. Just click play. Boom. We're good to go. You know, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, and hopefully in the new year, we'll see Google have a way for you to submit your podcast to them. I, you know, I, I, I'm hopeful. Well, it, it doesn't take long to get picked up. You know, but well, I guess it depends on the platform you're on. Right. It doesn't take totally. It doesn't take long at all. It's interesting. I've got a new media show. We've got. Oh, it's not showing it. How come? Oh, there it goes. It's uh, it shows the icon. Hmm. Why? Did, 
I must have something not set right in the uh, the other listing. Oh, that's curious. How come we've got graphics on New Media Show? Well, but not on your Geek yeah, New Central. Yeah, on Geek New Central. So again, one of those things that, you know, I probably missed something somewhere. I'm usually pretty good about that. And if Google was, you know, getting people to submit, they could, you know, pull it out of the master RSS feed and not have differentials like that. Right. I, it just seems like a natural, you know, a simplica- a simplification of the process is is definitely needed at mm-hmm. this point. So, by the way, we've had a we've got a bunch of people on live. Make sure you say hello, say hello in the chat room if you haven't checked in yet. We want to hear from you. Don't be shy if you work for uh, any podcasting company or you're we want, come on out, come on down, say hello. <laughs> Well, Todd, it uh, looks like that the show is going to be live at a couple of events coming up. Oh, yes. I heard you secured us a live spot for New Media Evolutions. Yes. Somewhere on stage. It's not been clearly defined yet. And then also at uh, PodFest down in Orlando. Fantastic. So we're going to be at the show that's the, the, the event that happens during lunch. There we go, Todd. Oh, there we go. Up on stage. For PodFest so, or for? For PodFest. So right. it'll be at noon on one of the days. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, going to have to get some, yeah. some people lined up. Right. You know, and maybe maybe for that event, for PodFest, maybe we should shoot for some average, some just, you know, indie podcasters. Okay. Be- yeah, we can do that. Because, you know, that's how PodFest is kind of, you know, what they've targeted themselves, position right. themselves That's, as. Right. So maybe we should get, you know, and I think we should try to stay away from people that is on the stage multiple times at podcasts. Maybe we can find two yeah. or three that are, you know, different, you know, different, different stages in doing their show. Maybe a veteran, okay. some in the middle and some beginner. Maybe we can find that. Yeah. I think that's a good, that's, that's a good idea. So if any of you have or are going to podcast and you think you know of a show that would be a good participant for the new media show live at podcast, let Rob and I know specifically Rob, Rob's the one that typically does all the booking for live and mm-hmm. uh, we'll put them on the consideration list. Yeah. It could be a, you know, a person that you want to recommend to us too. Yeah. I mean, I mean, usually it's a podcaster as well but yep. yeah hey, hey marlo hey sean hey rick sean is uh, a good friend of mine that i was uh, i worked with for a number of years out in hawaii he's living out on the east coast so he's joined the cold weather with with me and then, of course marlo anderson is the host of the tech ranch podcast and also uh very very famous he's uh basically celebrate any day it's there they do the the calendar with all of the yearly events you know the 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 you know the pineapple day and the podcast day and you know, gotcha yeah so Marlo's on him and his wife run that in their company so nice to see we have some luminaries in the in the in the house <laughs> <laughs> and CES is coming up here too yes it is and I I don't have a I'm just going for my normal stuff for CES I have not been asked to participate in the podcast event at uh at ces so i will be just an attendee at this point 
and probably go over there and see what's going on. Yeah. And the challenge is, and is I you think guys we're are staying in the same hotel. I'm yeah, going to be in the, the, the plaza. The problem is you're going to be uh, going to the North Hall. I'm going to be going to the Sands every day. So, well, well the podcasting events um, is happening at the Aria. Oh, really? As part of Digital Hollywood. Did you know that the space time continuum, for, if they don't have it in the same main LVCC, or I'll be very curious to see what type of attendance they get, because especially if it's done, is it done being done during the show? It's done the day before. Oh, it's the day before the, so it's on Sunday? It's on the 6th. It's on the 6th. I gotta open my calendar here. So it's it's happening prior to the launch of uh, CES. Okay. Gotcha. Hmm. It's kind of like what the Rain Summit usually does at these events too. They'll right. they'll do it the day before. Well, you know, it's the six is a big press day, so yeah. I guess we'll see. But uh, all right, at the Aria. So it's That's not. The Aria. So is yep. it an officially sanctioned CES event, or are they just doing yes. this? Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It's done in. Uh, it's a. It's been a long term. I mean, it's been like twenty years that they've okay. been doing this. All right. With, with the digital Hollywood stuff at CES. All right. Well, I might be able to get over there then. But it's at the Aria. You know, I always yep. tell people during CES during the the days Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. If you want me to come to your offsite place, you need to send a limo, <laughs> send a driver, Right? doesn't have to be a limo, send a driver to pick me up at the curb, whisk me to the, the interview, get me in, get me out. Otherwise it's three hours, you know? So it, you can't go anywhere quick in Vegas during CES. Right. It's if you have no, yeah, for people that have never been, it's 200,000 people descend upon, you know, a couple square miles. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I get tired just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> the feet get sore as you, uh, as you think more about it as well, I'm sure. And I'm very spoiled this year. I am going to have to, um, Scott Ertz from the FF F five live team. They're taking care of everything this year. I just have to show up as talent and, um, and it's, I'm really, of course, help carry stuff in and help carry stuff out. That's part of the deal of participating. And then uh, a little bit of assistance and set up, but it's, it's beautiful that I don't have to ship 20 boxes to Vegas. And, um, cause my mind would be so wrapped around booking people and it's, it's, it's a major, I, I think maybe Scott's starting to figure it out a little bit because you know, he messaged me earlier. What do you think about this interview? And I'm like, good for me, maybe not good for you. Um, you know, cause we're, they have, we have to figure out who we're going to have on every 10 minutes and that coordination is absolutely a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, have you um, been been following the parade of um, 2020 podcasting predictions oh, yeah. articles that I, have been coming out? Yep, I have one. Only one. <laughs> but yes, um, there are That's some. It's a time-honored uh, thing that happens every year. 
Yeah. And we usually spend a fair amount of time uh, r- ripping some of these apart. Um, Do we want to save that for next week's show? We could save that for the year-end <laughs> show. Yeah, if we want to. There's yeah. there's plenty of fodder to be foddered with. Right. Yes. So I love how it. people say there's platform wars. Oh, yeah, platform <laughs> wars. We have to uh, add, a, add a little drama to the uh, storyline there. Yeah, yeah, platform wars. Yes. Ah. <gasps> The road to one billion dollars, Todd. <gasps> the road to one. You, we're not going to get to a billion unless money rolls down. You can't, <laughs> yeah, I don't think. You seen, I don't think we're going to get to a billion either. Have you seen the ad load on some shows right now? I I heard well, I heard a show the other day that I was astonished. Three preloads, five mids, three post. Well, that's that's happening more and more with the programmatic stuff. You know, I know a lot of folks are saying, "Oh, you can make some good money with programmatic in podcasting." But what people don't tell you is that the ad load is like twice of what it should be in order to get those numbers. Marlo says it's humbug day today, so make sure you scowl at a few people. Bah humbug! Bah humbug! <laughs> <laughs> now that's that's next week's show, or yeah. No, you know, we'll probably won't make any friends next week by doing, you know, going through these predictions and, you know, someone tried to should hold us accountable too, because I'm sure we probably said some stuff in 19 that didn't happen or, um, so, you know, maybe someone that's part of the audience can go back and find out what our predictions were for 19 and what we scowled at and see where, if we were a hit or miss. Yeah, exactly. If we made a mistake in our predictions, right? I'm because, sure that's the case. Because I don't think it's written anywhere. I think we just had verbal predictions. Right. There is no accountability involved <laughs> in these. Predictions, of course not, because so. they're done for fun Keep, mostly, right? Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I did one for Podcast Business Journal. Yeah, that, I, I, um, I must. I don't know if I got asked to submit one, so maybe I'm not on their on their good boy list anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, Todd, they're scared to, to hear what you have to say. No, I, That's I, the... My prediction, I've already announced it at Blueberry, and it's partly from some of the stuff you hinted at. It's because there's no confirmation, but, uh, you know, to, in my opinion, it's Facebook. Facebook will be the story of 2020. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. <laughs> you know that just come from being being on this show with you and you not really saying anything but me guessing <laughs> so well there's others it, not there's going to be other not other as, presents that get unwrapped this next year but not no as question. big not as big it's not no. as big players you know do you, you know Deezer there you know they're they're in the game they came in late in the year but you know there hasn't been a lot of you know, they're talking about it a lot and the Deezer team are very proactive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've had, you know, I don't know how many thousands of list uh, podcasters have signed up for Deezer, but it's, you know, it's definitely didn't get the same boom that, uh, that feed burner. I mean, not feed burner, my God. And after, oh, that's kind of funny too. That's a whole nother topic. It's <laughs> Spotify. So we, right. we saw a post in one of the podcast forums. It was a Google employee Asking for feedback on FeedBurner. Mm. 
what we like, what we don't like. I'm just like, please just kill it already. <laughs> you know, and you don't need to recitate this or re- resuscitate this, right. uh, this, this thing. We, we've, we've spent years getting people off feed burner <laughs> rescuing shows. And there's a few hard diehard holdouts over there. I think Cliff Ravenscraft is probably still one, <laughs> right? you know, but, um, you know, it's, that's, you know, time to just, you know, it's enough. And if you, if you really need a feed burner function, then you can use podcast mirror, which my company made that is basically a feed burner replacement and actually maintained <laughs> and fast lightning fast. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so I got a personal interest agenda, get rid of feed burner. It'd be a great day. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of people that would be pretty disappointed if feed burner went away, though. Is there that many people still using it? I, we've we've transitioned I, literally thousands. I mean, I think there there is. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. You know. Yeah, I still um, cringe at the amount of people that that are saying that in these prediction articles that the the download in podcasting is dead, <laughs> and just. I, I just cringe every time I see it. Well, no so. one subscribes anymore. Everyone just clicks play. Yeah, but that doesn't mean the download's dead. I was being facetious that it's not true. <laughs> Everybody's just clicking play, Todd. It must be a stream. Yeah. <laughs> it just must be. Yeah. Must be. So anyway, there's... I'm looking through the news here of what else has been stacked. Um, everyone's talking about discovery and uh, how, you know, discovery is going to be revolutionary and helping listeners find content. And I yeah, hope it is. I hope it is revolutionary. I hope it does help listeners find more content, but usually it's the same 25 shows. Hey Todd, did you see the 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 line in the the pod news about um, the Netflix of podcasting is uh, a new product that Headliner put out has launched Headliner Flix. Did you see this? Who? It's a who? <laughs> <laughs> it's called a a prototype website in the style of Netflix, which shows visual clips from podcasts. So if you go to their so it's for, it's for headliner. It's the headliner team. Right. Right. So you can click on the, the icon and, and you can see a, like a, a clip from their, their tools, you know, that people use well, people, to people like publish head- to. Right. Yeah. People like right. headliner. You yeah, know. they do. But what's amazing is, is people pay more for headliner than they will for hosting. That's a thing that blows me away. That's true. So they do have a free a free version. Right. So Ten videos you don't per have month. to pay for it. Yeah. Right. But it's $120 annually or $12 a month. So right. Right. But but I thought it was funny that they were mapping it to uh, Netflix. It's a Netflix of podcasting. Well, I'm trying to find that on their site. Where is it on their site that they talk about that? Uh 
that's a good question. Let's. It says, let's go. I. Oh, okay. If you just type in headliner flicks. Headliner with flicks. With an X. In Google? Uh, no, just in your browser. Just type in headliner flicks, F-L-I-X yeah. dot com. Oh, flicks.com. F-L-I-X-S dot I-X. You know, like Netflix. Oh, headliner flicks. Yes. It's, uh, did I spell it right? Headliner. Man, it's taking forever to find it. And for some reason, why am I headliner F-L-I-X? Oh, isn't that lovely? I hate it when Charter does that when you have a, I don't think that's the page, Rob. It's .com? Yeah, headliner, H-E-A-D-L-I-N-E-R-F-L-I-X.com. Oh, I put the, I put an S on there. Now, there we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I got to turn the volume down here. All right, so now let me put it up on the website. Okay, so same old shows, 99% visible, Conan and Brian, yep, all the same shows as usual. So let's look right. at 99% invisible. That's just, a, it looks like a directory listing. I don't see anything fancy about this. Well, it's playing, playing the audio clip with a video. Oh, is that, that's, oh, they're up there on a Ferris wheel or something. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Scroll your mouse over it yeah, and it activates. Does it have anything to do with uh, what he's actually talking about? Let's go look at Conan and see what he does. You were in trouble when you weren't sure you were going to get I'm hearing your audio, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Anyway. He's got the Beatles drinking coffee. Yes, he does. So it's it's not it's just random videos. It looks like. Yeah, it's their it's their headliner videos that those shows use their platform. I'm sure to publish over to right to you know, Instagram or Facebook. Well, or cool. those places. So yeah. it's 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 nice, you know. I you know what they've done there is looks really good. So if anything, right. you know, I'm not against anything that promotes podcast. You know, right. so, and they build a nice platform over there. So, oh yeah, definitely. I guess there's a podcast festival that's happening February 28th through March 1st in Brussels in Belgium. Oh yeah, I got an invite to that, but I'm just like, it's that's a long ways to go for a festival. Yeah, exactly. There is a conference component to it. That was interesting. And I then, guess Google Podcasts has a new dark theme now. I I'm not sure what that means. I haven't played with that. There's also uh, the Spark Conference in Houston. That was Spark. Happening. Yep, it's a Christian conference. It's happening. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Happening uh, in February, the week before evolutions 
in Houston. I'll be down for that. And then I don't know what else is going on in the new year. I've probably missed a couple of events. Anything, anything going on in January besides CES? Uh, CES for me, iHeartRadio oh, yeah. um, thing that's going on down in LA, middle of the month. Um, but yeah, there's not, not a lot else that's going on in January. And then we get into the thick of it starting in March with PodFest and. Yep, exactly. And the, the rain business podcasting summit. Yeah. I don't typically, I ha- New York. haven't gotten an invite to that ever. So I probably will not yeah. be at that. I don't pay to play. So that's part of it. Well, yeah, I'm going to go to it as well. I'm not going to sponsor it this year, but, uh, you're going to pay the, gonna... you're going to pay the money to go. Yeah. Yeah. Who's sponsoring it this year? I don't know. Not sure. I think probably the normal suspects. <laughs> It'll be the normal suspect speaking as well. Let's see. Let's go to it's. If you go to, um, podcast business summit, rain news.com. Uh, let's see NPR. It's on March 5th. Looks like, uh, the presenting sponsor is NPR. It looks like Zach, uh, from Google podcast is the keynote for, for, for the event this year. Okay. Or wait, is that, no, that's, that, that that's from 20. Is that last year? 19. That's from 2019. Yeah. Let's see here. We'll we'll see if I can see the new one here. Okay, here it is. iHeartRadio and Midroll are the the two sponsors of it. Surprise, surprise. March 4th. It's March 4th, 2020. In in New York City. The venue is the New World Stages um, off of uh, West 50th Street. I believe that's in, is that in Midtown? Yeah. The town. We'll find out how much the ticket costs. I think it's usually four hundred bucks. Is it? Yeah, let me look. Let's see here. Speakers buy tickets. It says. Yeah, it's uh, the ticket doesn't look like the ticket thing is working. Well, let me see. It uh, says that you can three forty nine register three forty nine to, to four fifty is what it costs to attend that. Oh yeah. So I might send Jeff to that. Right. So anyway, off to the races with podcasting events. Oh yeah. And I think it's just, we'll see how many more come out this year. (laughs) Yeah. There's going to be, I'm sure a bunch. So how many of you that listen to the show going down to Florida, going down to PodFest? Are we, is the number of you going down? And if you are, I'd love to hear from you if you are. Same thing with evolutions. I haven't heard. Uh, we need to get Dan on the show so we can find out what's going on for evolutions in L.A. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll ask him if he can come on for, for next week's show. Yeah, come on for a little bit and chit-chat. That'd be good. Right. It'd be good to kind of get, the, get him on to talk about what's happening at that event. I mean, it's a brand-new event, um, so it'd be good to get kind of a – a snapshot of what he's what he's thinking for that event. Yeah, so I was going to load that up and actually look at because uh, I don't know who. Well, let me see here. 
I think it's some of the same suspects for, let's see here, events. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get get a panel session or, or two going with him and, and yeah. then also... I didn't submit an actual session for, for Evolutions. And... Um, featured speakers coming soon. There is no 20... So iHeartRadio is a sponsor, Patreon, Podbean, and VoxNest are are all sponsors. So they don't have a big sponsor group. And I think part of it is is because all of us getting stretched a little thin on uh you know so on many events. Yeah, yeah, it's killing my it's in some and I, you know, I'm just gonna be kinda honest. If you're running a podcast event, you guys Everyone wants 10 grand. <laughs> right. It's not happening. You know, there's only so many 10 grands I can go around before I just have to start firing people. <laughs> you know, <sighs> it's just, my God. You know, and, and I tell you, I'm going to, I'm, I got a little different focus this year on events. So those I'm talking to know what it is. It, it's, um, some of these yeah. events we're really going to be looking hard at whether we we sponsor them in uh, ongoing years. Mm-hmm. What really the bang for the buck is, you know, am I really getting? Yeah, it's great to be a sponsor and supporter of the event, but if I'm going to the event and yeah, and it doesn't have the the results from it, right? Right, it's hard to yep. justify. Yeah. If I'm, you know, if I'm not putting new butts in the seats, in other words, new customers in the seats, um, that's, that's the key. So we'll see, we'll see what happens here. I see that they're, they are starting to post uh, a list of uh, speakers that are going to be at that event. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Mm-hmm. So. It's. It's the fairly normal suspects, so yeah, a lot of a lot of people I do not recognize, and I'm gonna have to go through and start reading up on some of these people because I I just don't know who they are, right? And uh, maybe it's a lot of West Coast folks. Yeah, hey, I'm I'm looking at the list right now, and it does appear to be a lot of the a lot of folks from the West West Coast. Yeah, but there's yeah. There's folks from other places too. Yeah. So well, anyway, Rob, we're uh, we're dragging here, so uh, let's get out of here. And um, I think that okay. uh, if anybody has any comments, uh, drop us an email. Or Chris, if you want to join the RSS podcast, uh, what am I call it? Coalition. Uh, drop me an email. Drop Todd at blueberry.com or Rob at libs Rob G at libsyn.com, and uh, we'll get you added mm-hmm. to the uh, to the list and you can come in and we'll we'll have, again have a kickoff meeting at uh, podcast movement evolutions they're going to set us aside some time for us in the morning before we kick off where we can have about an hour maybe 45 minutes to chat right and it'll be more of an organizational kickoff meeting goals it's not going to be much about we're not going to set an agenda. Uh, maybe we'll have some working committees or something like that. We're able to get together at that event. 
Um, but again, if you can attend Podcast Movement Evolutions, don't worry. The action's all going to be inside the, the Slack group. And uh, we'll go from there. But we do, are, we do need podcast app developers to join this. We really, really do. We need that side of the house to be better represented. And uh, if we don't have them, it's not even worth doing this at all because it, um, right. we just have to have those people. We really, really do. Yeah. And, I mean, if, I mean, if we want to pull this industry together in any significant way, we have to have all sides of the industry right. working with us. And I still think that there's a need for, for a real true coalition kind of association that we can start taking, tackling these bigger issues. Um, and I don't know if we've heard anything new about the, the international podcast association or the, the indie podcast association. I'm not quite sure what they were going with, but I've I heard, heard it, much. I've heard they lost one of their participants and I don't know if I'm allowed to say who, I don't know if it's been publicly announced or not. Yeah. I don't think so, it has. Yeah. Yep. So, so I don't know. We'll yeah. see. It's hard. This is hard, hard, hard to do. And uh, I, I don't, envy it anyone is. trying to put one of these together and we're already you know going to have the uh, fun with this small coalition of people trying to come up with some new elements and tags for rss to expand yeah, it's just it, it's just hard because it's like corralling cats you know Meow. it's yeah <laughs> everybody wants 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 a different outcome you know and they have different perspectives on where they work in the space too so yeah i mean it's hard to build consensus Yep. If we can get Apple there, that would be bonus. So <clears throat> hopefully we'll be able to send an invitation for them when we get the details locked down a little tighter. Maybe they can come and yeah. participate as well. Yeah, I'll I'll try and get that locked down or or we can get Dan on the show and he can lock it down for us yep. live on the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so. Anyone, I'm Todd at blueberry.com. And of course, uh, you can uh if you want to, you can help us out by becoming by uh, following us on Twitter as well. We do have a, a, t a Twitter account and um, it's NMS podcast on Twitter. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, anything that you can do to uh, come out and support us, that would be, uh, that'd be great. And then uh, Rob, how's What's your info? Uh, you can reach me on, on Twitter at Rob Greenlee. That's with two E's. Um, I can also be reaching email, Rob G at Lipson.com. Uh, reach me over there and I do have a website, robgreenlee.com as well. So, so we, we wish everyone again, a Merry Christmas be safe out yeah. there. Enjoy your family, put your devices down and take some time away to, from digital life and, right. uh, your brain will be better for it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> or make totally, sure, totally. And of course, load up on, and don't forget number one growth period in podcasting is December 15th through January 30th. Everyone's getting new devices, looking for new things to do with their life, uh, new year's resolutions, all that stuff. So plan your content accordingly. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Take care here. All right. Take care. Yep. Bye. Bye.